produced with podcasting gear from Tascam, including the Tascam Mini Studio. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Microphones and headphones provided by CAD Audio. CAD Audio, expression through innovation. This is a Streaming Freedom Audio Bulletin. It cannot be traced, it cannot be stopped, and it is the only free voice left in the geek revolution. And welcome to another episode of Weeby Geeks. It is your dazzling duo, Derek and myself, Mike. What's up? Not much. I wish I could say the same. <laughs> and from what I'm hearing at my front door, it's gonna get real fun, maybe. Uh-oh. Yep. Anyhow, um site stuff real quick. Check out the site weebegeeks.net. Uh got the uh, our affiliates plus our store, which I've had people go, What's the site? I didn't see your store link for for Team Yeti. Well, check out the picture that's got the rotating images of Weeby Geeks gear. That'll take you to our store. So, um, other than that, there's our affiliates. Uh, follow us on social media at Weeby Geeks. Uh, our group on Facebook at Weeby Geeks. Pretty much at Weeby Geeks everywhere. Uh, our Facebook page is Weeby Geeks PC. Uh, and email us at weebygeeks at weebygeeks.net. There, out of the way. You got to check out the it's hockey hockey season just started. We're in playoff season. You look good in a Weeby Geeks hockey jersey or baseball jersey. It's getting warm. It's getting cooler out. Weeby Geeks hoodie, hat. Get yourself a t-shirt for that convention or tank top if it's really hot or you just want to lounge around the house watching movies. It's some great stuff there. Check it out. The hats, the logos are all embroidered, so you can't beat that. Top notch. So, um, oh, I guess we're going to go ahead and get started. According to a couple different sites, and we've talked about this, or we're talking about this on Mighty Marvel Geeks as well, um, and that story that I talked about that uh, came from a different website, uh, rumor has it the acquisition of 21st Century Fox by Disney could be done by the end of 2018. That's uh, that's soon. <laughs> Three months away. Mm. Um, so uh, according to uh, there, there's a quote um, that according to Deadline, while some insiders have indicated a deal close as possible by the end of 2018, the official forecast is for early 2019. Um, now, in a memo sent to Fox employees um, from Robert Murdoch, today we're <laughs> announcing the key leadership appointments across the, across the new companies, sports distribution, ad sales operations, and and corporate functions effective upon the close of our Disney transaction um, anticipated for the first half of the next year. Uh, no, I'm going to find the other story as well, because there was an Iger quote. that was really good. Um, basically, a lot of this means that, uh, of course, Deadpool, X-Men, Fantastic Four, all coming back. Welcome home, guys. Yep. Now if we get Sony on track. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> um, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how things go with the uh, Venom movie that's coming out. 
opens this weekend. Yeah. Um, if that doesn't do well, they may Sony may say, hey, uh, guess what? Uh, and from what I'm hearing, it's not great. No. Uh, so to continue on, this is from comicbook.com. Uh, the first half of the story came from uh, Hollywood, came from Heroic Hollywood, which little credit to them because one, <laughs> they have come up to bat, struck out, but still acted like they've hit home runs. Uh, <laughs> So should should they get credit for that? <laughs> <laughs> they think so. Um, now, according to Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige, as he explained earlier this year, not until we're given the word. Um, I have vague dreams and vague ideas, but right now I'm bringing to life the ten thousand plus characters that Marvel fully controls is what the game plan is. Um, now, Marvel Studios visual design supervisor Andy Park told ComicBook.com. Um, that the whole Disney buying Fox deal is, well, none of us saw that coming. We're amazed and excited because we're always, we always dreamed of having the X-Men and Fantastic Four in the MCU, but nothing's actually been decided or announced. So I have nothing to spill because I don't know what the future is. The only thing I've read, these things are going to take at least 12 to 18 months for something to even happen. Um... And then Bob Iger says, I think it only makes sense. I want to be careful here because of what's been communicated to the Fox folks. But I think they know it only makes sense for Marvel to be supervised by one entity. There shouldn't be two Marvels. Now, the way I see it right now, there's three Marvels. There's MCU, (sighs) Marvel Studios. There's, at the moment, Fox and Sony. Well, actually four because Universal still has the Hulk Mm. for a solo film. And and I think they have one or two other characters. I'm not sure. Which is funny because you know they're not going to do anything with the the Hulk, so. (laughs) No. And and I want to know at what point do they have it with, with Fox or with Universal, like they did with Fox, if you don't do something within a certain amount of time, it resorts back to, to Marvel Studios. Right. Either that or they could just say, hey, you see what we're doing with Fox here? You're next. <laughs> uh, I would think that would be the message to Sony. It could be, yes. Especially with, look what we did with Homecoming. Look at the hype and everything we have going on for um, Far From Home. Mm. We're actually making Spider-Man a success, which hasn't happened since Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2 with McGuire. And then you're putting out this crap called Venom. Yeah. Which I I can't wait to hear from Kylan or read uh, from Kylan and and Don on Facebook what they thought of the film because they went opening they went preview night to go see it really yeah <laughs> mm. so um so I I'm very curious to see what they have to say so um so yeah um but no it it needs to come back everything just needs to come back to to Marvel yep. Studios S- Sony it all needs to come back Sony just needs to go ahead. And, and give it up. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that's what I got. And well, that is good news, certainly. But uh, now uh, I'm afraid it's time for some bad news. And uh, <clears throat> well, we all knew this was coming, and it's been hinted at. But uh, it looks like uh, today, um, Chris Evans announced on Twitter that he has officially hung up his shield. That's right, after playing Captain America for eight years, Evans tweeted that it was finally over. And his official tweet is, uh, officially wrapped on Avengers 4, 
It was an emotional day to say the least. Playing this role over the last eight years has been an honor to everyone in front of the camera, behind the camera, and in the audience. Hey, that's us. Thank you for the memories. Eternally grateful. Uh, of course, you know, this is not totally surprising because he's kind of uh, talked about retiring from Captain America in the next, you know, he's been talking about it for a while now, right. but it uh, looks, like, looks like it's finally actually official. In fact, uh, in a profile in the New York Times, he's quoted as saying, you want to get off the train before they push you off, <laughs> which I guess makes sense. Um, so the 37-year-old actor uh, first played Steve Rogers, uh, a.k.a. Captain America, in 2011's Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, of course, and he was in Avengers, Captain America, the Winter Soldier, Age of Ultron, Civil War, and Avengers Infinity War, part one and two. And he's also had cameos in other Marvel films as well, uh, like the Wonderful cameo he had in the Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. Um, that was a great one. Um, so, of course, there was an outpouring of fan reaction to okay. his tweet. Wait, wait. I don't... I remember yeah. the beginning where it's him... Whatchamacallit. It, it's Spider-Man in Germany for the Civil War stuff of him, like, home videotaping it. I don't remember the other cameo. Remember he was um, at Peter's school. He did. He was. Uh, he did a, one of those school film. Oh things. yeah, yeah. It was like the presidential. Yeah, one of those things. And he was on the. Yeah, he was on the video. Because I couldn't get Arnold. <laughs> Hi kids, I'm Captain America. Hello, anyway. I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger for the Presidential Fitness Award. <laughs> I know that was a horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, that was better. <laughs> um, so as I was saying, there was a big fan outpouring, you know, everybody's pretty much sad. Uh, we even got some tweets from some big stars, including uh, Deadpool himself, Ryan, Re Ryan Reynolds, who tweeted, I'm not crying, I'm weeping, there's a difference. And Dwayne The Rock Johnson tweeted, what a, what a run you had, brother. Congrats on breathing life into such an iconic character. Keep on keeping on. But does it matter what The Rock is thinking? <laughs> In this case, I think it does. Okay. I can smell it. <laughs> um, so what's funny is um, Marvel originally cast Chris Evans in 2010, uh, which was a time when it was unclear fans would be accept accepting of the actor after his roles, role as Johnny Storm in the two Fantastic Four films in 2005 and seven. And it is funny to think that he's played Captain America and Johnny Storm when you think about it. Yeah. Such such different roles. Um, even Evans himself wasn't initially sure if he would accept the role, uh, but he eventually did. And he beat out stars such as John Krasinski. That would have been interesting. Uh, Garrett Hedlund, Michael Cassidy, Patrick Fluger, Scott Porter, Wilson Bethel, Mike Vogel, and Chase Crawford. Uh, and even at the time, there was concern he wouldn't accept the role for another reason, because he had signed on to do a movie with Anna Faris, a romantic comedy called What's Your Number? Whew. Imagine passing up Captain America for that. Uh, and that was scheduled to shoot at the same time as the first Avenger. 
<laughs> like it's, uh, of course, Evans wound up doing both movies, and Kevin Feige once said it was Evans's mother who convinced him to take the role. Sure. Why not? Your mom said, hey, you got to be Captain America. Yeah. I mean, really, why would you want to pass that up? Um, so the possibility remains and, you know, has been talked about that perhaps after now that Evans is done, <clears throat> excuse me, there could be another Captain America in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It has been done before. For example, in the comics, uh, Steve Rogers was, has been replaced by re- most recently uh, Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. Oh, and even, Sam. I was going to say even more recent. Sam Wilson, the Falcon. Um, I still I still I liked Bucky as Captain America when they did that. Yeah, I would like I wouldn't mind seeing that. But the question's going to be, which way are they really going to go? Mm. I, I, I don't know. I have a funny feeling it's going to be more Sam Wilson than it is Bucky. I, yeah, maybe. But I don't know if they're going to actually have them become Captain America or just not have Captain America. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Um, so the writers of Avengers four have said that there will be much more Captain America in this next installment than there was in, in the last installment. So that's cool. Being that he was one of the only survivors. Yeah. And of course, Avengers four opens May 3rd, 2019. So we'll have to wait till then to see what happens to old Captain America. Will they kill him off? Who knows? This is, this is true. That's all I have on that one. Alrighty then. Well, going back to the <clears throat> Venom, <clears throat> Lady Gaga fans are blaming DC fans for troll Venom hate accounts. <laughs> Now, the story originally broke that Lady Gaga fans were trolling and bashing Venom because A Star is Born is opening this weekend as well. And everyone's like, oh... You need to go see it because Lady or because Venom is going to be horrible. It's a rotten film. Well, I don't think Venom's going to need that type of assistance. But mm. um, but apparently, an account dedicated to Lady Gaga came out to explain who is creating those bot accounts as as it points the finger towards some fans of the singers and the actress. Um, there's Ryan Johnson, but it's not the Ryan Johnson of Star Wars fame, um, <laughs> says, I've noticed a couple DC fans posting the same stuff over and over. A bit sus- suspect. Gaga comes back. Those are DC fans. They're trying to pin it on us, Lady Gaga fans. They're the one who started it. I know a big DC fan account who's making these troll accounts. And that's from Gaga Morphus, uh, who is a, I guess, a big Gaga fan in their own right. Um, This quickly prompted more discussion regarding why people would blame Lady Gaga fans, which was explained by pointing out that her movie, A Star is Born, is also hitting the theaters this week as well. Uh, Reactions overall seem to be mixed when it comes to Venom. Uh, When I last saw Rotten Tomatoes, it was at 29%. Still a lot better than the Fantastic Flop. Yep. I mean, really better than the fantastic flop. 
Um, and better than Jim and the Holograms, which is still at 19%, <laughs> with Fantastic Four at 9%. So let's think about it, as I've mentioned at work, let's think about it this way. A movie that was only your standard of how good you are is, can you beat a movie that only made it in the theaters for two weeks before getting pulled by the distributor? By the studios. If you can't get higher than that, you suck. <laughs> so so that line is 19%. If you're equal or lower than that, yeah. Horrible. Mm. Now, there's, there's two thoughts I have on this story. Number one, um, there's no competition between Venom and The Star is Born. A Star is Born. It's two totally different audiences. Yep. So they're not really competing against each other. So, and number two, it totally makes sense to me that the DC fans would do this because they. Uh, well, they're they're still bitter over the fact that oh, Disney is purposely shutting down mm. the the DC films. Uh, no, because if that's the case, they would have attacked Wonder Woman as well and just kept it consistent. Yeah. Because I'm sorry, that's one thing they teach at Disney is consistency. Now, here's my thought. Another thought I just had. I I bet that the Venom movie will be at least as good <laughs> as the as what DC's put out so far, not including Wonder Woman. <laughs> I am done uh, ratings for that or checks for that. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. All right. So we're doing what? Batman Heart Superman? Yep. I can spell right. Batman Heart Superman, the yawn of justice. 27%. Wow. <laughs> uh, Justice Beleaguered. Uh, Justice Beleaguered, 40%. Really? Really? Wow. No. Okay. So, Venom, uh, wait, what was the other? Oh, Man of Steel. Man of Steel, yeah. Man of Steel, 55%. Really? Wow. And Venom, as of time of recording, still 29% with 90% want to see. And, and I saw somewhere, how can it be so horrible at 29% if there's 90% who want to see it? Because the fandom or the geek revolution still wants to see what the horrible flop is going to be. They want to see the train wreck. And sometimes it's just better to see the train wreck on the big screen. True. Me personally, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for them Ah. to pay me to go see it. (laughs) Well, you'll be waiting a while for that. Yep. I'm going to go to the $5 matinee to see it. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, I mean, overall, as far as the two movies are concerned, Venom's currently pegged at an opening weekend of around 60 million to 70 million, while Star is Born is aiming for the $30 million range. Uh, worldwide, Venom is estimated to bring 175 million, while A Star Is Born is estimated 50 million. So hmm. that's where we're at there. So is there any anything more that could go wrong, especially on the is Sony there? side? Well, funny you should ask that because Sony's already planning their next movie after Venom. And it looks like that's going to be the previously announced Morbius the Living Vampire, which I am a fan of the character. Um, So I would be excited for this, except for several factors. Number one being, of course, 
As with Venom, no Spider-Man connection. And number two, who's playing Morbius the Living Vampire? Jared the Not-Quite-Living Leto. Yeah. Yeah. So if you didn't get enough of his Joker, now we get to see him as Morbius the Living Vampire. Yay. Uh, um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, apparently filming is going to begin in November. Uh, and it looks like Jerry Leto is nearly ready to get into character. Oh boy. <sighs> Um, so of course, Marvel fans have been wanting to get more information on the project. They have. I don't know any that have. No. <laughs> Which uh, produces Matt Tolmach and Aviarid promise will happen soon. Uh, Tolmach then said, "We're obviously working on Morbius now. That's sort of next up for us." Like the, then it says, "This is pretty exciting news." I don't think it is really. Um, they Matt and Av also discussed disgusted. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Uh, discussed how excited they are to work with Jared Leto. Uh, and Tomark even said he expects awesomeness from Leto and teases that he will be bringing some. Uh, you'll love this part. He will be bringing some of his method acting skills that he famously used while filming Suicide Squad as the Joker. <sighs> yeah. Really? Yeah. That was method uh, acting? Yeah. Noting that the Academy Award winning actor, that's, mm, is bringing a similar level of intensity and charisma and devotion to the character. <clears throat> Additionally, the Tomok and Arid also said that uh, Leto is excited to get to work on Morbius. And they indicated that the actor loves the character. Well, my question is, did he love the Joker, too? Because we saw where that went. Yeah. Uh, it said, Morbius is an interesting character to bring to the big screen, especially after Venom. He's not the most well-known character, but having the star power of Jared Leto behind the project could really end up taking Morbius the Living Vampire into a new world of popularity. I sincerely doubt it. Yeah. Um, and of course, with Venom, seeing, um, we'll see at the end how Venom does, but with the word of mouth we're hearing of it now and everything, it's not looking good. No, no, no. no. Um, it has uh, I, also been. I'm hearing Catwoman might be slightly better. Ooh. Ouch. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we've also. Heard rumors that Morbius fian Morbius's fiance from the comics, Martine Bancroft, will be part of the story, and Emil Nikos, who is Morbius's best friend, will be the villain of the film. Doesn't that sound exciting? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm a I'm a fan of the of the character. I've always liked him in Spider Man. Uh, he was a part of the Midnight Suns, uh, but. Yeah, I do not have high hopes for this at all. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. And again, no Spider-Man connection, so... Yeah, which is stupid. Completely. I mean, <laughs> no Spider-Man connection. Then you eventually want this to be a part of the MCU and eventually <laughs> tie in with Blade, who will be MCU and tied in with the Avengers and everything else, and mm. even potentially Spider-Man. <laughs> Sony, you're screwing up. I don't know what they're thinking. I really don't. 
oh, we have Spider-Man with Marvel, Marvel Studios. That's going to help it. But we got all these plans with this with the Sony Sony Spider-Verse. And yeah, thankfully Miles Morales is not a part of that. Mm-hmm. That's owned by those rights are are Marvel Studios. That's good cuz I could so I could totally see Sony trying to do their own universe with Miles Morales and all these other characters. So it makes me wonder if Spider-Gwen, a.k.a. Ghost Spider, is now Spider-Verse or now uh, is also under under Marvel? I would imagine so. So could most of the Spider-Verse be on, even though Sony has the an, is doing the animated, could the live action rights be under Marvel Studios? Just for the simple fact that it is live action, and these are all characters that came out after the creation of... Uh, that would be my guess. Or after the, the licensing agreement. Mm. I don't know. I'm just... I want to say I'm saying, but I'm saying. <laughs> so, I mean, that's that's my thought. I mean, how, how wrong... Well, don't answer how wrong could I be, because <laughs> <laughs> it's been proven in the past. I could be very wrong. Mm. But, I mean, it's, I mean, what do you do? At this point in time, if you're Sony, you just say, okay, we give up. Apparently, that's the last thing they're going to do. <laughs> they're going to try to wring out every last drop of blood. Yeah, and unfortunately, they're going to hurt the franchise. Mm. I mean, point blank, I believe they're going to hurt the franchise. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's there's no salvaging it. It's either you you turn it over to Marvel Studios and let them do their thing, or you take it all back and just go and accept it's done. Mm. So, and then you well, just take it away. The other thing is it depends on how these movies do as well. I mean, if Venom bombs and, and everything, then, you know, that will... That will make them more inclined to finally say, "Okay, you can have you can have them back." Yeah, but look at their plans already that they have for uh, Black and Silver for mm. for the quote unquote women of the Spider Verse. Mm. Which okay, um, it, it's I don't know, I, I I just don't know. But what I do know. Daredevil confirms Bullseye for season three. Excellent. Uh, after fighting Kingpin, The Hand, Frank Castle for two seasons, um, we're finally getting the showdown we've been waiting for as Bullseye has officially been confirmed for season three. Um, many fans have speculated that Bullseye would appear in, would appear, would appear in some form or fashion. Everyone had been waiting for the character to make his debut and learning that Wilson Fisk and the Born Again storyline were going to be at major focal points for season three uh, only fueled the hype. Now, casting director Wilson Bethel, when when he, uh, or when the casting of Wilson Bethel was announced, um, everyone jumped the guy and said, well, he's going to be Bullseye. Well, as it turns out, the fans were right. Uh, Bethel is playing Bullseye. And, um, well, at least he's playing Bullseye's alter ego. Whether or not he wears the costume and calls himself Bullseye remains to be seen. Uh, the trailer arrived with a cast list that confirmed Bethel would be playing Benjamin Poindexter. Well, yeah, with that name, I would go Bullseye too. <laughs> um, now that that might not be the Bullseye everyone's familiar with, given the most commonly used iteration of the character is Lester, 
However, Ultimate Universe version was given the name Benjamin Poindexter and became the popular alias for for the villain. Um, it seems like uh, Bethel portraying Bullseye helps a lot more make sense out of the new trailer, which features another man wearing Daredevil's suit and slaughtering innocent people uh, and doing it with pretty impeccable aim. Uh, sort of like a dead shot. Mm. Oh, sorry. Um, but Bullseye... <laughs> As you look closely at the character, it's clear to see that it is Bethel, uh, meaning Bullseye is doning the red suit and horns at some point this season. Good. So, um, so how do you feel about that? I like it. I think it's about time they brought him in. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, it should be cool. Should be fun. I think so. We all know uh, Bullseye is one of Daredevil's biggest villains. So. Yep. Yep. I'm quite looking forward to it. So I I think that kind of wraps up the DC or the DC news, the Marvel news. I guess it does. So on, since it's li- on to DC. Yeah, since it slipped out, I guess we might as well move on to DC. <laughs> Uh, And the first thing we're going to start with is uh, a little Birds of Prey. Um, Of course, they're doing a movie for Birds of Prey. um, And it looks like they finally found their Birds of Prey. Uh, In fact, Deadline reported that Fargo actress Mary Elizabeth Winstead and Underground's Journey Smollett-Bell, that's an interesting name, have officially won the roles of Huntress and Black Canary, respectively, for the Birds of Prey film that is set to release in February of 2020, just in time for my birthday. Hey! Um, For those who don't know, Huntress was originally Helena Wayne, the daughter of Batman and Catwoman. Then, during the 80s, Huntress was reimagined as Helena Bertinelli, the daughter of a mob boss. And Helena became a brutal vigilante after the death of her family. Black Canary, on the other hand, uh, was Dinah Drake slash Dinah Laurel Lance. And at first, she didn't initially possess any powers, but in later stories was best known as a world-class martial artist and with a superpower called the Canary Cry, which is more of a scream, but whatever. Um... The Birds of Prey movie was initially announced way ahead of the release of Suicide Squad. And Warner Brothers was developing the film with uh, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn as the villain. And it was going to feature a number of female DC characters with the likes of Batgirl and the Birds of Prey reportedly also in the mix for the film. Uh, There was a script penned by Christina Hodson, who also did Bumblebee, the Bumblebee movie coming out. Um, and who was recently announced to take over scripting duties on DC's Batgirl solo movie after Joss Whedon's departure. And it looks like uh, Robbie herself was the springboard for the project, um, having fallen for the Birds of Prey in her extensive research, excuse me, for the role of Harley Quinn. Uh, The Birds of Prey is apparently taking priority as the next film to feature Quinn, uh, with production expected to begin by the end of 2018 or early 2019. The Suicide, Suicide Squad sequel that's being directed by Gavin O'Connor is also in active development, 
But Glenn Ficarra and John Requa's Harley Quinn versus the Joker, the romance movie, and David Ayer's Gotham City Sirens now appear to be on the back burner. Uh, Birds of Prey, of course, is a mostly female superhero team uh, who has had such members as Oracle slash Batgirl. Well, she was Oracle at the time. Black Canary, Huntress, Catwoman, Hawkgirl, Power Girl, Poison Ivy, Vixen, and Katana. Um, there was a short-lived action TV series titled Birds of Prey that aired on the WB from 2002 to 2003 for 13 episodes. I remember that show. Yeah. It wasn't horrible. I just wish they got to Harley Quinn a lot quicker and they yeah. just went ahead and brought in um, Robin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that show starred Ashley Scott as Huntress, Dinah Meyer as Barbara Gordon, Oracle, and Ian Abercrombie as Alfred Pennyworth, with Mia Sarah as Harley Quinn. Now, there's some additional rumors that have come out about the Birds of Prey movie, and of course, this comes from our good friends at Heroic Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yay! Sorry. Yeah, and um, allegedly... The rumors have come out about who's going to be playing the villain in the Birds of Play Birds of Prey. Uh, <laughs> it rubs <laughs> off. I just made a whole nother movie um, with such names as Owen McGregor and D- District Nine Shalto Copley as two names behind the project. For the role of a crime lord who will take on the team. And, of course, there's also word that Sam Rockwell um, was in the running and he was actually going to play Black Mask, uh, who Batman fans might recall. So who knows how yeah. that's going to go. <laughs> True. But some in- interesting news for the Birds of Prey f- which is an interesting choice, I think, at this point for DC to do. Whether or not it's the right choice, well, that remains to be seen. Yeah. I, spo- I suppose it can't be any worse than what Sony's doing. Or not doing. Or not doing, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so uh, let's move on, shall we? We shall. Um, if you thought, what, that just, well, Birds of Prey is not too bad. I, I'm okay with that casting. But if you thought Venom was bad, <laughs> I give you the latest from, but this time this is from the TV side of DC. I give you Krypton's Lobo. Ooh. Well. <laughs> I think I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. <laughs> um, the actor is Emmett J. S- Scanlon, um, which is not his fault. Uh, for th- <laughs> but for those who aren't familiar with the character, Lobo has a genius level intellect when it comes to matters of warfare and is a deadly adversary. He has superhuman strength and is virtually immortal. Uh, Lobo's word is the only thing he holds sacred and he will never violate the letter of an agreement. He might disregard it from time to time, but uh, pictures leaked today of what his Lobo looks like. Oh, boy. (sighs) So, to describe what this is like... So the next story is, <laughs> um, let's just say there's something that is supposed to be a belt buckle that is not sitting as a belt buckle. <laughs> For a character who is literally supposed to be ripped and bulked. Yeah. Yeah. And 
I really enjoyed the first season of Krypton. Um, I wasn't expecting much, and it turned out to be better than I thought it would be. But I, I, uh, I question bringing Lobo in at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see what. What? Uh, hopefully, it won't be like too long of a storyline with him. Because uh, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they'll tone him down a little too, the character. I hope so. Mm. But for some reason, I have. I I gave up on Krypton halfway through because, like Gotham, I just did not see any faith behind it. <laughs> I know that's a mean thing to say, but I mean, with Krypton it definitely showed more than uh, than what Gotham's done. So, um, so yeah, that's that's it with Krypton Lobo. Yeah. Mm. If you need to pause, just pause right now. We'll be back when you come back. So you could go uh, maybe throw up in your toilet. <laughs> Not that we're encouraging you forcibly do it, but if you got that urge, just we're here. When you get back, we'll give you a wet towel and you can clean up. So, um, but let's move on to to some more exciting DC news. Mm. Well... <clears throat> Let me just say one thing. Batman, Mask of the Phantasm. Do you remember that? I oh. bet you do. <laughs> it was the first original theatrical release from Warner Brothers Animation. And it's coming back to select cin- cinemas on November 12th, which is almost 25 years after its premiere. Uh, it's coming back to cinema buns? To select cinemas. So, okay. And cinema buns. <laughs> cinema. And cinema buns at an airport near you. Uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, now I'm hungry. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm here just for you. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, uh, Mask of the Phantasm is set in the universe of the seminal Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> it, what was that? And it is, that was uh, my Alexa going <laughs> off. She does that everyone so i don't know what i said but something she clicked on something anyway (laughs) (laughs) um uh mask of the phantasm is considered by many fans to not only be the best animated batman film but possibly the best batman film of all time uh, the story follows Bruce Wayne as he reconciles with former lover Andrea Beaumont, even as the Dark Knight pursues a masked vigilante who's killing Gotham's crime bosses. The movie is directed by Eric Radomski and Bruce Timm, uh, and it, it has an all-star cast, voice cast, including Kevin Conroy as Bruce Wayne and Batman, who is one of the best Batmans of all time. Mark Hamill as the Joker, who is one of the best Jokers of all time. Yep. And Dana Delaney as Andrea Beaumont, who is one of, I don't know, <laughs> uh, as well as Ephraim hey, Zimbalist Jr. Dana Delaney, just. Go back to, uh, what was it? Something of Eden. East of Eden. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. Ephraim, uh, Ephraim Zimbalist Jr. as Alfred and Stacy Keach as the Phantasm. 
Uh, he was awesome. He was, yeah. And for this re-release, the film is going to be accompanied by the 2010 Looney Tunes animated short, Rabid Rider, which stars Wiley Coyote and the Roadrunner. And of course, uh, I don't know if we talked about, I think we talked about it before, but the Richard Donner 1978 Superman is also returning to theaters in November yeah. on November 25th and 27th. And that's going to be accompanied by an animated Superman short, Mechanical Monsters, which is being shown in theaters for the first time since its initial re- release in 1941. So for the first time, last time, anytime. All the time. <laughs> so there you go, Batman, Superman fans. Get yourselves to the theaters in November. Select theaters, hopefully near you. Yep. Well, let's continue on with the animated. Katie Cuckoo. Kaylee Cuckoo gets cast as Harley Quinn in the new Harley Quinn animated series. Interesting. Now, during the uh, surprise first look at the series, during the screening of the Titans pilot at New York Comic Con, um, there is a teaser to the show uh, found over on comicbook.com. You know what? Let's play a quick snippet of her voice, shall we? All right. What's up, New York? I can't wait for you guys to see my new show on DC Universe. You're going to piss yourselves, I promise. Uh, I think they're going to hate it, Harls. They hate everything. No way. It's got comedy, action, incredibly gratuitous violence. And unlike that Deadpool cartoon, it's actually coming out. I thought we were supposed to make a show that was like super gritty and bleak and depressing. You know, like a DC thing. That is an excellent way to make television and film. But everyone in my show is going to have fun or I will bash their there's no fun in Arkham, Quinn. Except him. Yeah, guy's a real buzzkill. <gasps> oh, is that the logo? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. It's good. If you didn't know that was Kuko, you would have an interesting time wondering, okay... Yeah, um, it's not bad, actually. The voice cast also includes Lake Bell, Alan Tudyk, oh. uh, Ron Funches, J.B. Smooth. Oh, I love him. Jason Alexander, Wanda Sykes, oh. uh, Giancarlo Esposito, Natalie Morales, Jim Rash, Diedrich oh. Bader, oh. Tony Hale, Chris Maloney. Um, of course, some of these actors have already done work for DC before. Uh, Tudyk and Funchy in Powerless, Maloney in Man of Steel, Esposito in Batman Assault on Arkham. Um, he's also expressed interest in doing more comic book work, saying he would like to appear in Suicide Squad if given a chance to reply, uh, reprise his Assault on Arkham role. Um hmm. Quinn does not have a release date as of yet. Um, the only idea of when the series will debut being the coming soon at the end of the trailer. So coming soon from DC could be anywhere between tomorrow to five years from now. So at least they're further along than, as Harley said, the Deadpool cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> That um, was nice. That was a good one. That was good. That, that was a great job. So yeah, that yeah. that's where we are. I might have to find find that drop for for the show because there was some, there was some good drop worthy stuff in that. Uh, so um so yeah, that's 
Actually, that wraps DC. Indeed. So now... But yet, there's more. Now we shall take a little trip to the stars. And, uh... Hey, that's not bad. That's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, as we recently learned, uh, there's going to be a new show coming out on the CBS All Access starring Patrick Stewart. Not William Shatner? No, not William Shatner. Speaking of which, have you heard about the William Shatner Christmas album? <laughs> I'm afraid. Oh, there's a new album coming out called Shatner Claws. And uh, we talked about it on the Keepers of the Fringe. And, uh, whoo, boy, they released one song, Jingle Bells. Wow. I think I have a new favorite Christmas album. <laughs> But anyway, is it better than Christmas Under the Stars, a Star Wars Christmas album? Well, I haven't heard the whole album, so it's hard to say. But because what do you get a Wookiee for Christmas? A comb. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) as we were saying, as I was just saying, uh, of course, there's a new Star Trek series uh, with Patrick Stewart coming to the CBS All Access. And he will be playing Jean-Luc Picard, of course. And uh, IDW is going to be releasing a comic that will allow you to learn more about Jean-Luc's life and history 20 years before he became captain of the Enterprise. Uh, According to comicbook.com, IDW Publishing just announced the arrival of a special one-shot issue that brings fans to the time when Picard used to command the USS Stargazer. The comic is going to be written by Peter David, one of my favorites, and illustrated by J.K. Woodward. Uh, The Star Trek IDW 2020 uh, offers Star Trek fans the chance to know more about Picard before they see him return to the franchise on CBS All Access. Now, the synopsis of the comic is, 20 years before he took command of the U.S. Enterprise D, Jean-Luc Picard sat in the captain's chair of the USS Stargazer. Picard served with distinction aboard the Stargazer for many years on his way to becoming the most respected captain in Starfleet. But in this early mission, Picard shows us a vulnerable side as well as glimpses of the brilliant tactician he would become. So, yes, uh, IDW has released an image of the cover, and it looks pretty good, pretty cool. (laughs) It shows a young uh, Picard with hair, which is a little odd, and I think that might actually be Beverly Crusher on his left, but I'm not totally sure. But it looks like it. Had a so, crush on the crusher. Oh, yes. Oh, so the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Star Trek one-shot comic is part of the publication's IDW 2020 weekly event celebrating the company's 20th anniversary. Wow. Congratulations, IDW. And the comic hit shelves in January of 2019. Do you, do you still have that Shatner drop or that Kirk drop that you usually play over on uh, on Keepers? Oh, not handy. It would take a while to find it, I'm afraid. Oh, you fail. You fail. Actually, do I have a Shatner drop or are you thinking of the Spock one? No, yeah, that was a Kirk one. Mm, I might. 
So I know Chris bugged you about it um, <laughs> to hear the whole the whole clip at one time. Hmm. Well, it's okay. While you're looking that up, um, what people have been bugging for, Toys R Us may be coming back. It looks like there's some hope. No way. As the bankruptcy auction that would have sold its brand name and intellectual property has been canceled. Oh. Um, the the Justice Beleaguered Toy Company canceled the bankruptcy auction when it filed with the court on Monday. Uh, Toys R Us was set to auction off its brand name and other IP-related assets in the auction, but the controlling lenders of the company decided to change, of course, and announced that they were going to try and revive the chain using Toys R Us and Babies R Us names. Um, mm. Toys R Us submitted a reorganization plan along with with its filing to cancel the auction that aims to create a new operating Toys R Us Baby R Us branding company that maintains existing global license agreements and can invest in and create new domestic retailing operating businesses. Well, most of the stores are still there, so it wouldn't be that hard for them to move back in. Uh, having Toys R Us back in any capacity, even limited, would be a boon for the toy industry because um, the loss of Toys R Us was a big hit to companies like Mattel as well as pretty much every other manufacturer in the market. So, cool, come back, but you know what? You want to know how you keep making money? Lower your prices to be competitive with Walmart, mm. Target, Amazon, and wherever else you go shopping online. Yeah, really. Because to have to go in and pay $10, $15, or not 10 pay almost 5 10% more for something than at, um, <sighs> sorry, than at Toys R Us. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> not going to do it. I mean, wh why should I pay like 13 bucks for an action figure, Star Wars action figure that I could get at Walmart or Target for eight or nine bucks? Yeah, really? You know? So, uh, so yeah, good news. They're coming back, most likely. Uh, I think you're still going to see um, Party City with their Toy City come out for the holidays to help fill a void for the holidays. Um, but let, let's see what happens. But I will say there was something that happened uh, in the collectibles and gaming realm that was pretty cool. Yeah, we have some interesting things here. Um, the first up is there was a Kickstarter that looks like it has actually met its goals. In nine minutes. In nine minutes. Uh, for a Judge Dread and the Worlds of 2000 AD official role-playing game uh, that has a core role book, uh, role book, rule book, GM screen, Robot Wars campaign, Encounters. Uh, so here's the official word on it. Judge, jury, executioner, play as a judge of Mega City 1 and bust perps, solve spies, and mutant raiders in this action-packed standalone tabletop role-playing game, bringing to life the iconic characters and worlds found in the legendary British comic 2000 AD. This book is your introduction to Mega City 1 and your gateway to a line of supplements based on 2080s mini characters and settings. Now, we're not talking vitamins, creatine, metabolism boosters for supplements. No, no. We're talking like game modules. Mm-hmm. 
So the books are brought to you by Darren Pierce, uh, Robert Schwab, Andrew Peregrine, and Russ Morrissey, and Nick Robinson. And the letters and, uh, J and D. Indeed. I am the law. I am so, the law. It's pretty sweet. It comes with a full-color 270-page hardcover, Judge Dredd in the Worlds of 2000 AD, core rule, uh, the core rule, rule book. Why can't I... <laughs> <laughs> Why do I keep wanting to say roll book? Uh, it has the Robot Wars, 100 pages, the first in a series of soft cover source books and adventures, a sturdy two-sided cardboard four-panel GM screen full of handy reference charts and tables, beautiful cardstock tokens to represent your characters and their foes, and they were, offer- they were also offering a limited edition version of the rule book with a special cover exclusive to the Kickstarter. But as I said, the Kickstarter has uh, succeeded. So we could very well be seeing this come out soon. Yeah, I'm just afraid. It's kind of cool. I'm just afraid to know. What's the price going to be if 45 bucks gets you the uh, the hard, the hardbound book, mm. rule book? To me, that's going to be kind of insane. Mm. Indeed. Well... Speaking of insane, we have some uh, another interesting collectibles uh, coming off from DC Collectibles, who kicked off New York Comic Con with a bang, unveiling a new line of super detailed bat cowls. Uh, the series brings some of Batman's most iconic masks to three-dimensional life, starting with his Rebirth-era cowl, which is sculpted by Alejandro Pereira. Uh, that is already available to pre-order. Next in line, they'll have the cowl from the massively popular Arkham Asylum video games, which is sculpted by Dave Cortez and Amos Hemsley. Hem- yeah, Hemsley. Uh, which is also immediately available for pre-order. Both cowls recreate Batman's mask in a 1-2 scale and will be released with an MSRP for around $90 U.S. Wow. Yeah. Um, so according to Jim Fletcher, the executive creator, creative director of DC Collectibles, uh, in some instances, like the Bat Cowl, the accessories of the DC universe are just as iconic as the characters. Our DC gallery line makes these popular accessories the star of the piece and offers something new and different for collectors to display on their shelves. The new Bat Cowl line pays tribute to the Dark Knight's different looks throughout his nearly 80 year history every fan has a favorite batman and our goal is to bring to life as many incarnations of the caped crusaders signature cowl as we can whether it be from comics or another source so the rebirth bat cowl arrives in stores in may of 2019 and the arkham asylum one is coming out in april 2019 and they have a couple of images out for it they come with a stand and they do look pretty cool yeah i must say i must say although they don't have i don't see any um dimensions on them so i don't know if they're life-size or not but i i have no clue i mean 90 bucks isn't horrible but i'd love to see like miniaturized versions so you can collect like all of them that would be awesome they do look pretty cool i must say i think i said that already so never mind (laughs) yep so i like the arc one myself uh i think that's it 
Uh, yep, that's pretty much it. We covered everything. Covered a lot of everything. Indeed we did. So, um, any final thoughts? Nope. I got nothing. Then, uh, I got nothing as well. Except I know I'm, just like you, probably getting a little tired. (laughs) It has has been a hectic week over on this this side of the microphone. That's all I got to say. But we'll leave you at that until next time. Want to know more? So, um, the bad crowd you've been hanging out with is a science fiction club? This has been a Weeby Geeks production. Hey, I'm just here so I don't get fined. So y'all can sit here and ask me all the questions y'all want to. I'm going to answer with the same answer so y'all can shoot if y'all please. I'm here so I won't get fined.